0: great day. I'm excited. Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you as always by the ringer.com Where uh I recently wrote an article about LeBron James, great Ohioan. Um he's a great basketball player. We learned this Tate in this these NBA playoffs. A lot of people were on the fence. They said, you know, it, it, should we continue to hate LeBron? After game 7, that was it. That was the definitive. If you're still hating LeBron, after all of this, after what he did in game seven, um, no, I, so I wanted to write something about, uh, uh, How I have lived in Ohio now for 12 years—that is almost half of my life. Um, It is my entire adult life, Tate. I've lived here in beautiful East Coast city of Columbus, Ohio. Yes, right on the Uh, water. Which is not Cleveland. I should, I should, I should say this is Columbus is not Cleveland. However, there is like a a pretty obvious tie between like Columbus and like Columbus and Cleveland have this relationship where like everyone in Columbus cheers for not everyone. There's like maybe 10, 15 percent of people cheer for Cincinnati. Teams, but most of the people in Columbus cheer for the for the Cleveland Pro teams. Most of the people in Cleveland love Ohio State, which is down in Columbus. They're just, just like this give and take. Cincinnati is over here on the side. Dayton's got their little thing going on. But anyway, I say all that to say like I live in Columbus. I pretend like I don't care about the Cavs, and every year LeBron sucks me in because he's he's just like a he's a great Ohioan. Cause That's you're a bandwagon fan, band. so I want <laughs> to exactly. <laughs> It's really hard to live in Ohio and not like, like I'm watching game seven and, and, you know, the, the first quarter comes around. I'm like, man, this is going to be fun to watch LeBron versus the Celtics. And by the end of the fourth quarter, I'm up like pumping my fist at, at moves LeBron's making and stuff. And this happens to me every year. But you know, if, if the Celtics, if the Cavs would have got swept, I probably wouldn't have really cared that much because I'm, again, I'm not a Cavs fan, but I keep saying this every single year. Like I'm not a Cavs fan. I promise and then I really get into it. so Anyway, I wrote, I wrote an article about all that. Um, there's also We have podcast date What's we happening have, on Against All Odds We do One have One of the few podcasts You still produce
1: Yes I st- It's the only podcast I still produce I will probably have to Start producing our own podcast With the way that Kyle decides uh, Producer Kyle Is not here yet again uh, Another absence. Had a
0: rough Memorial Day weekend <laughs>
1: Yeah We're not sure where he is Uh Undisclosed location at this point But we will say this uh, Against all odds Cousin Sal Myself Joe House All put in Part 4 Warriors Cleveland Cavaliers Start the season I won $120 off that I have no idea What they won off that But I am happy With my $120 Uh, Not to brag And then uh, Other podcasts I mean there's a million Other podcasts I think The Bachelor is back So check that out You know that's a podcast uh, bachelor party. Yeah, bachelor party. And what else, Mark Titus? We got to get into this. We got to talk about the finals. We got to talk about Game Seven. I can't wait. This is amazing. Amazing. literally
0: amazing. There's a little bit of college basketball news I do want to get to. Um, I I would like to know how your Memorial Day weekend was. We'll we'll, we'll do that after we after we play the the old uh, Woody Durham here in a second. Uh, so, but but we want to talk about the Game Seven. We want to talk about how. For two days, this Memorial Day weekend, the NBA basically turned into college basketball, and it was hilarious to watch NBA fans who will shit all over college basketball for like how they can't make open shots and how it's the sloppiest basketball ever, then try to pretend like these were great basketball games that we just witnessed this weekend. So uh, we'll start there. We'll, we'll get to everything going on that we, that we have to talk about. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the, time on the timeout. Timeout. All right, Tate. It is Tuesday. Almost said Monday. Feels like Monday, but it is Tuesday after Memorial Day. Um, I am very hot. That's my my recap of my Memorial Day weekend. I will I'll say that I go to the Indy 500 every year. I I'm a born and bred Hoosier. Um, grew up going to the Indy 500, Tate. I went again this year. It was very very hot. It was. I, I saw conflicting reports. One one report said it's the second hottest. Indy 500 of all time, of all time, all time, all time. One said it actually was the hottest. I don't really know what the, the point is. It was hot as shit. Who does uh, that? I research? put on a ton
1: of sunscreen. I, I want to know I who know. does that. We need to interview. That's a that great
0: person. question. How do you? How do they know like what and like? I mean, if the, if the the Indy 500 was around. Who's then, still see on that stats stat. where,
1: Who who has that already pulled up and is like, okay, if it's 97 degrees today, what was it like 117?
0: Right. It, no it wasn't even that it was like 92 but it was still oh hot as shit uh, What? but how do they How do they? they How do they do the weather though where it's like it, this doesn't pertain to any 500 it's just a general statement where like th- they'll say like this is the hottest day in Los Angeles since 1812 mm-hmm. and you're like how the hell do you how do they know what 1812 was the they, answer is science but like no wh- they, put what, behind the they put it on the spreadsheet they
1: put it on the spreadsheet
0: they started a google doc <laughs> they shared it um yeah, dude, but as I'm sitting here watching the race, I have one thought and one thought only, and it's I have to get you at the race next year. I have to get you to the Indy 500. First of all, you're, you're coming to the Mid- – is this still on? Are you coming to the Midwest in July?
1: Yes, I am coming to the Midwest. I'm going to Chicago. Okay. That's not that's not the Indy 500. But, yeah, I'm, not, I mean, you have to understand this. I'm from North Carolina. I had family members that were bootleggers back in the day. You know what I mean? I'm, I come from the racing NASCAR world. Not that I'm necessarily interested well, in it, but I understand racing. So I want to go to the Indy 500. It's not that I don't want to well, go. Listen. It's just that I've never been invited. So. I appreciate the you bring invite. up a good
0: point. You bring up a good point. You and I did a podcast uh, on on F- T Up, rest in peace. The podcast formerly known yes. as T Dub, yes, uh, where we talked about how basically an award <laughs> it, it losing was sort of podcast. Like, it, it was sort of it was a, a uh, uh, this idea was like born out of you and I like being on some sort of substances together, and we were just talking where we we pretended like everything that's ever happened in basketball has come through either Indiana or North Carolina. <laughs> and we're sitting there, we're just like. Yeah, man, it's true. Like the only things that ever have mattered. Are, so we did like a whole, we did a whole episode. We were talking about Indiana, North Carolina. And on Sunday, after the Indy 500, I go home and my dad has the NASCAR race on. And I thought about it, and I thought, this is just another example of you North Carolinians. What are you, North Carolinians? North Carolinians, Is that what you call yourself? Yes, yes. Trying to step on the Hoosier's toes. It is our day. You do this every year with the Coca-Cola 600. No one gives a shit about the Coca-Cola 600. I remember when
1: it was the Coca-Cola 400 or the Pepsi 400 or whatever it was. (laughs) Something like that.
0: We we have the Indy 500. It is supposed to be our day. And then Mm. you North Carolinians are like, what if we go racing down here too? What if we how come they get to have all the fun
1: <laughs> what happened was all anyway. the pe- all the smart people in indiana they drove the alcohol down to north carolina and then they just stayed that's what happened so it's just shared it's shared common ground which is a beautiful i thing. got shit that's what tony
0: he- stewart used to uh, uh oh, we're, we're probably spending way too much talking tony about race is I'm, a
1: piece I'm, of work I, I can't believe that he came up on this podcast he is something else. Tony Stewart.
0: He, he used to do both. He used to do the Indy 500 and then fly down to. Uh, Robbie Gordon did too. They they raced in the Indy 500 and then fly down to Charlotte and, r- yeah. and run the Coca Cola 600. It was like a big marathon. We should do that. I'm, you're going to come to the race next year. That that's a great idea for off-season content. Off-season college basketball content. We're, that, we're gonna you, you and I should try to. Do the Tony Stewart, and Robbie the, Gordon, <laughs> the
1: the college basketball fans for sure. Yeah, <laughs> people love it.
0: People are, are totally that's into this podcast we've started. Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what'd you do? What'd you do with your Memorial Day? What did you do? I, I did the D e 500 What did you do? I did... Let, the uh, people, let us peek behind the curtain. What, yeah, what peek is behind going the curtain.
1: Here, like? uh, I, I was out on a boat on Saturday for a 30th birthday party. Shout out to my, my homie, Sean, mm. who, won a, who won a bunch of money as well, betting uh, Cavs Warriors to go uh, part four. So it was his 30th birthday. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out for the birthday. Out on a boat. The name of the party was uh, Yachts and Thoughts, which I thought was a nice upgrade on Boats and Hoes. Yeah. Uh. If you've seen the movie Step Brothers, like you'll get that. If you haven't, you think that's very offensive. I'm sorry. Uh but yeah, it was a great time. And then Sunday, same thing. Went to the I went to the beach all weekend, Titus, because Memorial Day weekend <sighs> is for the beach. I read a book on the beach. Hung out on the beach, went on a boat. It, I mean, this is the these are the perks of California when you don't have to produce three hundred podcasts a day.
0: God bless this country. The <laughs> Tate Frazier just gets to go on the beach. Fun times. Um Let's let's dive into the playoff talk.
1: Yes, but I also uh, watch a ton of basketball, and I really am yeah. really excited to talk to you about it, because your boy LeBron, eight straight finals, I mean, even going into that Game 7, he was walking into the game, and he had his head down, he looked like he was a little bit, you know, it looked like he, it almost come to the fact, like, I'm going to give it all I can, and we're going to see what happens, but... I don't know. This is in Boston. This is this is where he lost in 2010 when it was all over in Cleveland the first time. It felt like it Boston could... owns him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All the Boston <laughs> fans are like, "We own LeBron." So you think you're going to get to that point and it looked like it was going to be possible and then LeBron basically, the reason I say LeBron is great is because that he made that game all about him. Like th- that game was so ugly because LeBron literally dominated every single possession and had to make a call on every single possession and was limiting possessions so that every single time the Celtics missed a wide-open jump shot, it really made them hurt. And it was a college basketball game. It's what the Cavaliers do. The Virginia Cavaliers, of course. And speaking of Virginia <laughs> Cavaliers, you want to talk about getting over uh, curses and getting over the hump? London Parentes, a Cavaliers is going to the finals. Say what you want about Virginia, but he finally did it. He broke the curse for the Cavaliers.
0: Wait, That's, hold on. London Parentes is on the Cavaliers? London
1: Parentes, former Virginia Cavalier, current Cleveland Cavalier, is in the NBA Finals. He has a hat. He got a hat. And guess what? He's in the Finals. He broke the curse. Great for Virginia basketball. This is the new day.
0: Wait, wait, wait London Parentes is on the Cleveland Cavaliers? <laughs> London Perrantes and Akara
1: White from Florida State fame are both on the Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: Wait, wait what? Um <laughs> Yes. This this was definitely college basketball. Both both these games were college basketball games. That's why like, I made like it that,
1: that was the connection to college basketball. That that was the best I could come up with. But other This than is the that, only podcast in the
0: world. This is the only podcast in the world that I could go from Tony Stewart to LeBron to London Prinze like in a snap of a finger. We're the only ones that can do it. Um Yeah, here's here's my here's my one takeaway from the Celtics Cavs game. Can we can we please stop with the Celtics not having their two best players? Yes. This is becoming this is becoming very not to say that it doesn't matter but uh because obviously not having Kyrie Irving does change the team but when did when my question to you Tate you follow me closer than I do yeah when did Gordon Hayward not being on the team like become like matter to the Celtics team when did that become like a thing like because it became the Celtics with no Kyrie to then like now LeBron beats him and everyone's like well the Celtics didn't even have their two best players, even though Gordon Hayward like broke his ankle like six seconds into the start of the season. They've been the the Celtics have been this team the, the team without Gordon Hayward all season. They got the two seed without Gordon Hayward. This is who they are, and then for some reason like that became a thing. It Was like we don't have our two best players, and I, and everyone just seems to go with that. And that's, and, that's going on. And what
1: know. and you you actually phrased it in a better way where it was quote unquote their two best players. What we've heard is from Mark Jackson or whoever it may be is. And look at this Celtics bunch missing two great players, and it's like two great players. I mean, I think Kyrie is probably great because he hit a game-winning shot in Game Seven. I can give him the moniker of great, but like Gordon, I I still think he has things to prove to be considered two great players that they're missing from the Boston Celtics. I know you're going to take that personally, well, no, but but it, but it's one I of those things. I do take it personally. They, 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 it, <laughs> it, it it came up as the perfect excuse to say they're missing two great players, and I'm not saying Gordon Hayward won't be great on the Celtics. I'm just saying we have already determined that without seeing that team. Gordon only got to play. I mean, it, it was horrible the way that it happened, where we basically got to see the start of the season Hayward go down, and then the end of the season the Cavs beat the Celtics. You know, that was pretty much the difference when it happened. Everyone was like, "Okay, the, the Celtics don't have a shot against the Cavs without Gordon." I guess I mean thinking that Kyrie would probably be there, and then Kyrie's not there, they still take him to a game seven. I, I think just but with the, Kyrie, they they probably beat the Cavs this year.
0: The 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 Celtics have never existed with Gordon Hayward. They existed exactly. for, yes. for three minutes, yeah. so they, they they weren't without him. Like if if you're making the point that they didn't have Hayward or Irving, you you bring up Hayward to talk about the future. Like you you turn it to the future, and you're like, next year we will have Hayward and Eric Like I get that part, but to say like. Man, the adversity that the Celtics overcame by not having Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward is is absolutely ridiculous. Yes. It's I mean, at that point, you might as well be like the Celtics didn't even have Paul Pierce out there. They didn't have Larry Bird. They didn't have Kevin McHale, and they still took LeBron James to seven games. Uh, my my question to you, Tate: Do, do mm-hmm. we have to do something about? And this, this is less about the Cavs and Celtics. It's more about the whole the, the game sevens as the whole because this was as they were saying. I, I saw somewhere this is the first time that the, the conference finals went to seven games. Both conference finals went to seven games since 1979. So this was this had all the makings of like an all-time classic two nights of basketball, mm-hmm. two game sevens back-to-back to go to the NBA Finals. You got all the storylines in play. with the, the Celtics are probably the best franchise ever. LeBron, I'm not saying he is the best player of all time, Tate. I'm just saying he has more playoff wins in the last five days without Scottie Pippen on his roster than Michael Jordan has in his entire life. But anyway, um, you have LeBron. You have the, the Warriors who might be the best team service. ever. You have also uh, the Rockets. I figured out a way to tie them into all this with the best ever <laughs> type shit going on. I don't know. I know. Um, but you have you have all four of those going on. This was supposed to be great. We get two sloppy, shitty games like, is this, is this an instance of – everyone looked tired, first of all. Um, I, I know S- Simmons makes the point all the time, and, and I, I agree with him that the basketball has changed so much, and he's not the only one that makes it, but uh, I, I hear him talk about all the time, about how basketball's changed so much, and these guys get so tired so fast. It, like, the conditioning has improved, but because the conditioning has improved, all that means is that teams now play faster and go harder, mm-hmm. and then you just find yourself – just as exhausted as you were but anyway it, it seemed to me like everyone is pretty much exhausted in these game 7s no one's hitting shots what is the solution to this what like the nba cannot be happy like if I, I don't know i i i'm 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 very disappointed with the outcome that we get cavs i got two shitty games at the exact same finals we've had 3 years in a row is mm-hmm. is now happening again and like that's the outcome of all of this like the, i don't mind cavs warriors but it wasn't even I mean, like LeBron played out of his mind. It was it was cool, I guess, but it wasn't. I, I didn't feel like those are classic basketball games. So I guess I'll swallow the Cavs Warriors thing again. It was it was this was pretty much the worst case scenario for me in terms of a neutral fan who just wanted some awesome basketball and/or storylines. And I felt like I got neither.
1: As a fan swayed by his own bet, I was I loved every second of both games because I expected LeBron to do exactly what he did. You talked about setting the pace. LeBron set the pace in that game. He said. I'm gonna slow it down because if we get in an up and down game, it's basically me against these five guys. Two of them which are younger. Jason Tatum is dunking on LeBron James, flexing on him. Which was, honestly, I thought the the moment where I said to myself, "Wow, LeBron James is on par with Michael Jordan." Like Jason Tatum has both his arms up, flexing on LeBron after dunking on him, and it, and what looks like you know the Celtics are, in, are on this momentum push to maybe take a take the lead, take a run, maybe win this game. And LeBron looks at him like, "Who are you looking at?" You know, like yeah. what, are you, what are you doing right now? This is a big problem for you. And then he just comes down. That was a mistake. And, and takes over the game. And then at one point, like Marcus Morris tried to tackle LeBron James, and then he got hit again, and then he got goaltended, and then he still made the layup. And then he, he still just started. Made a shot. He just started yelling at the crowd in Boston. I've never seen anything quite like it, where it was one singular person against an entire. Re- it was so quiet you could hear everything. He was just like yeah, yeah. and everyone's like, oh my god, we cannot stop him. How do you stop him? You can't no, just, stop him. I, I thought that was, uh, I mean, for me, I know, I, I feel like LeBron after the game, he had all these ice packs all over him. That's how I feel when people try to come and have this, the, the Jordan conversation every time LeBron does something great, you know. I'm just worn out. I just, I'm just sore and just so tired. I just want to put ice packs all over my body. But that is, LeBron, when you do stuff like that in Boston, like what he did in 2012, that was the first time I said, oh my God, LeBron James is like Michael Jordan when he won that game six. And then the same thing in this game seven. I know it wasn't pretty or whatever, and I don't think – I mean, the Rockets game, we can talk about that because that was even worse. But I thought the Cavs – I thought it basically was the reason that – it was the best player in the game, right? It's the best player in the game is, is who you won in game seven. And LeBron James is by far the best player on the court because you don't have Kyrie out there. But LeBron's – I we know he's greater than whatever a Kyrie would be in it's- that game most likely. So I don't know. I I was I was not only shocked. I thought the 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 Celtics may just pull it out because they had more depth, but LeBron has something else in the tank. I don't understand it. it I've never seen anything like it. It's that.
0: absolutely incredible that there the 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 air of inevitability surrounding LeBron, and uh, it was definitely the same with Jordan. I mean, I was uh, Jordan was my heyday when I when I was growing yeah. up. Like I was I was the perfect. I was born in 1987, so like Jordan's runs were. I, I was six years old in '93. Uh, and then he like when he comes back that second run was like yeah i mean I, I was the most impressionable i honestly i honestly thought he was a god at that time like that was i was yes. young enough to you could have convinced me he was jesus christ returned to play basketball and, and who's to say he's um, not we're not sure but, yet
1: that has not been confirmed but,
0: but that sense of like inevitability where you knew no matter what the score was, the, it, the Cavs could have been down by 36 with 10 minutes left in Game Seven, and some small part of you is like, "LeBron will find a way." That's just what he does. That's how this. That's how this whole thing works. Mm-hmm. Um, and he delivers, and he does it every single every single time. It's incredible. I don't know. That's what I. That's what I mean. Like I get sucked into LeBron thing because, like, I feel like that would be that way if if I lived anywhere. But then when you live in Ohio and like all your friends are going nuts over this and texting you and like are you watching that? I mean it's hard not to just I mean, you're going into this game you're like LeBron has to play just almost perfect like he has to just be out of his mind good and for them to have any chance of winning and he goes okay that's what I'll do I'll be out of my mind good I will I will get flagrantly fouled and goaltended and still make the shot because <laughs> I will do this he, I will do this all day I will he, play 48 minutes as a 33 year old
1: he matters on every single possession, which is why he's great. Yeah. He matters on every single possession. That's that's really the difference, because in that game, he literally had to make every single decision. He had to decide, do I defer to someone? He's like, please, God, J.R. Smith hit a three in Boston for the first time in the series in a game seven. He hit two in the game. Finally, it makes it happen. Korver, we, we talk about this all the time. The reason it was college basketball games, and the reason that we have confirmed this is because in the NCAA tournament, We found out, right, Titus, it's a race of 69. That's what everything is in sports. Ooh, yes. Especially in college basketball, it's just a race of 69. And in the Cavs game, Kyle Korver hits the three, the big three, his first three of the game, which is all LeBron really needs is about... Two or three guys, maybe two guys, just hit a couple big threes in big spots when he kicks it out to them, just to maybe give them a a seven-point lead and seven-point a 4 lead, just to keep it at bay or at least out of reach to Boston. And Kyle Korver, race 69, hits the three. And then the same thing in the other game against Houston and the Warriors. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant hits the first three, we get to 64, and then Steph goes on an 11-0 run, and then he hits a three to make it 69, race to 69, the Warriors win again. So... In that in that way, it is exactly like college basketball. So that if that checks also, out, it is exactly college. Two college basketball games.
0: Also, we learned uh, you got to make shots. That that that's that's a thing in college basketball. Yes. We learned that in the NBA.
1: Wow, it's amazing Boston how the game Celtics. translates in the modern times.
0: Boston Celtics seven for thirty nine from from three. Uh, Houston Rockets seven for forty four from three. Got to make shots, Tate.
1: Could, have you ever in your life Mark Titus you played basketball people forget uh, at Ohio State have you ever in your life even in like a scrimmage 27 straight three pointers I don't think I, could, I I don't think I could do that with a group of people if like if you went to the YMCA if you went to your local YMCA and you saw the 35 plus league playing 4 on 4 half court I don't think they could ever miss 27 straight three pointers ever
0: it couldn't so there's a lot of times I watch these games and I uh I overinflate my my own abilities. Um, I usually I, I you can I, hit two threes it, my, in that game. With Trevor
1: Ariza's over right. twelve. You would hit at least one of those. You would go right. one. That's what for I was 12. gonna say.
0: There's a lot of times like you, you you get wrapped up. You like watch you watch Matthew Delvadova playing in the NBA Finals, guarding Steph Curry, and you're like, "Damn, dude, if he can do that, maybe I could get some minutes." And then like you're, you think about it more, you're like, "No, that's very stupid." Or hey, Stop how about it.
1: Quinn Cook? When you watch but, Quinn Cook out there,
0: yeah. Yeah, you, you kind of like try to pretend, like, oh man, I could do that. If he could be out there, maybe I could be out there. And 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 it's always, the answer is always, you're an idiot. You're wrong. I think in this instance, I might be right. Like, I don't, I can't imagine a scenario in my life where I've ever missed 27 threes in a row. And you could, you could have like, I don't understand how this is possible. I really don't. I'm trying to think through it. it it's almost more impressive that they did miss 27 threes in a row. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I'm every- trying to wrap my mind around like you, you, you would just get lucky at one point. At one point, you're just throwing shit up and you just accidentally made it slips. You, you were shooting it. It was going to miss, but then it slipped out of your fingers and, and it made it go in accidentally. Like at, at some point, 27 threes.
1: I mean, PJ Tucker was the best three point shooter they had on the floor. And he's supposed to be a bruiser that like, you know, gets rebounds and box out Durant and everything. And he was the only one that could hit. All I ever knew about Trevor Ariza was that Trevor Ariza hits corner threes. They, they made up that stupid thing, the 3 and D, you know, that three everyone said. Yeah. Every, they made that up about someone like Trevor Reza because when he was next to Kobe, no one could understand how this guy could be on this team and they still win championships. So they're like, just got to have a 3 and D guy like three Ariza. D, yeah. You know, you just got to have a guy that hits corner threes, plays D, 3 and D. And Trevor Ariza, 0 for 12, zero points. I I could I was shocked. I. I don't see there's—I mean, I guess he's still in contract, apparently. I, I looked it up because I was like, there's no way they let him come back after that. And poor Chris Paul.
0: I just—I Yeah.
1: I mean, him on the bench, like, slapping the chair over there. I, I just felt horrible for that team. I, I feel like someone has to sign with the Rockets so they can run it back. Because Chris, when they won Game 5, the fact that he got hurt going one-on-one trying to prove that he could take Quinn Cook. He was trying to get, like, a, a Vine moment on Quinn Cook in, the final, in Game 5, you know? And then he gets hurt, pulls his hamstring, and he's out for the the, the the next two games. And he's basically over there coaching the game, which comes back full circle to why wouldn't Kyrie be on the bench? We, we he said he was getting nasal surgery because of you know he had that face mask and everything. Uh, he said he was getting nasal surgery, but everyone was saying that he should have been on the bench. Mark Titus, you were someone that mm-hmm. helped from the bench. Could Kyrie Irving have helped from the bench?
0: Oh, absolutely. Did you not watch uh, Zaza Pachulia? <laughs> Like closing. Did you know? Kendrick he's Perkins. closing out on every corner three. in The corner. <laughs> Zaza's jumping up in every every corner three. The Rockets took by the Warriors bitch. Zaza Pachulia had a hand in their face. Zaza. Yeah, it was like jumps off the bitch. He's jumping up. He's kicking yeah. PJ
1: Tucker in the hills.
0: Oh my god!
1: It's it was oh. it was something else. I I just I I find the whole thing hilarious that we've done so much talking like even in the first half everyone talking about how the Warriors you know could this be the end you know I tweeted out Durant looks like a future Laker and then I was like I gotta delete that ASAP because I don't want to deal with that but because of course they're the second (laughs) they're the second half Warriors and they're gonna come back as I mean as they've done as they did in game six but still just like I don't know we we try to create this this weird and strange confusion as if it wasn't going to happen it was inevitable right as soon as the that's, game 7s were as soon as it was game 7 and it was lebron who's the best player and the warriors who were the best team there was no way they were going to lose a game 7
0: that's what i'm saying like like the the nba has to do something about this you can't just sit on your head. I, I i don't have a problem with cavs warriors cuz i think that that is a fun thing in the sense that we know these guys like yeah, i don't know par four. It, it's it's i'm not i'm not like that upset about it um the part that's upset to me is I think like if you're if you are the NBA you have to you have to change something you can't you like first of all both of these teams have sort of invalidated the regular season completely certainly the Cavs I mean the Cavs the Cavs play no de- from what I can gather the way people talk about it the Cavs play no defense whatsoever they trade their entire team they're they're an absolute disaster people are talking about Tyron Lue's got to get fired get a new coach like they're done all of this stuff they're they're the four seed they sweep the one seed. They they win game seven on the road against the two seed. Um, it, it, it they're basically just sandbagging it all year. Like and the, the Warriors the same thing. Like the Warriors should not have. I, I don't remember what their record was, but they should have been so much better. I heard people talking like this is the year the Rockets are going to beat the Warriors because the Warriors look vulnerable and their bench isn't as good as it has been. And <laughs> and did Durant Curry actually <laughs> do they like the each alpha other? dog on this do team? Do they really like each yeah, other? Yeah, do they really <laughs> like each other? But all this stuff was all this stuff was being talked about, and in the end, it was like. They just didn't, none of them gave a shit in the until end. Time they it, gave of a course.
1: <laughs> in the end, of course. Like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And how do
0: you, you, they have to do, like, something has to be done about that. I'm not saying, like, you have to stack the deck against the Cavs and the Warriors to make sure it doesn't happen that way. It just, that, the, I think that's what the disappointing part to me was, is that if I was going to get Cavs, Warriors for the fourth straight time, I wanted something just absolutely unfathomable to happen and i guess in a sense lebron provided that with like dragging all these corpses to the nba <laughs> finals but it still it, it wasn't quite there even though lebron part of it all like still wasn't i, I don't know for, for me at least like it wasn't just otherworldly it, it was just it, it maybe that's like, you're taking lebron for granted
1: no it was basically lebron james carrying i mean he just looked worn i think the reason why you feel that way is because it wasn't like LeBron James is like fist pumping and celebrating. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, it's like he's, he's collapsing from all all of the pressure raining down on him from right. having to carry all this burden on his back. You know, he's like like a hunchback at this point, having to carry all these people around him. I mean, he Jeff Green was basically the X factor. If you want to joke about that, I mean, he was the X factor in that Game Seven for LeBron. LeBron had right. to rely on Jeff Green. Who has so, come, come over he, so much was is amazing and everything. But I mean, I don't even think anyone from Georgetown, if you were a, a home bias fan, thought Jeff Green was going to do something in the 28th you know conference finals to get LeBron James to the finals. He was basically Kevin Love.
0: I think that's I think that's I think you're absolutely right. That's that's what I mean when I say because I mean LeBron was he was incredible. But there's like there's something weird about how this didn't feel like a it wasn't an a celebration. It was a it was an, it an
1: exaltation. Ex- ex-
0: yeah, he's exhausted. He doesn't... It, 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 yeah, you're exactly right. He's exhausted. You got, the, you got the Celtics just playing like shit in Game 7. Like, they can't hit anything. So there's that part of it, too, where it didn't feel like, wow, the Celtics were incredible, but LeBron was just a little bit better. Or, you know, like that, that wasn't in play. It was basically the Celtics were exhausted and couldn't hit shit. LeBron was exhausted but could hit shit and yeah. that was that was the that was the the thing. And then the Warriors like were basically just sandbagging it. They just like don't care in the first half. Then they come out in the third quarter and win and that happened two or three times in the series. Um and I think that's the disappointing part to me. It was just that that if we were going to get Cavs Warriors again, I wanted backs against the wall. Holy shit, this is not happening. The Warriors are down 10 with 5 minutes left or something. I'm calling my buddies Are are you seeing this? Is this really going to happen? And then, like, basically what the Warriors did against the Thunder. I was going to say,
1: what you want is 2016, which is the Warriors were having to play at their peak to beat a team that was also talented enough to beat them and also playing at their peak. And it should be a flip-flop every year to see who was going to come out of the West between the Thunder and the Warriors right. in, in the perfect scenario.
0: And and then why you, is and it not? What happened to the Thunder? <laughs> why do the Warriors get so much better and the Thunder now aren't as good anymore? I mean, bla-
1: right? it's all Carmelo's fault, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was. That had to be it. Everyone blames Carmelo. That's so strange. <laughs> It felt like it felt like after that great Thunder Warriors series, it was like, man, these are the two teams that are gonna be battling each other in the West, and then like suddenly the Warriors just got really good and the Thunder sucked. I don't get it. Think about it. Any if, sense.
1: if you have like a ten year old, if, you, to me if you have like a ten year old cousin and you were talking to them about basketball right now and and you were just bringing up players, they would think Kyle Korver and Jeff Green were far superior to Carmelo Anthony.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's funny. I was, ta- uh, I, I was having a conversation with somebody cause, uh, you know, LeBron, LeBron carrying a, a garbage team to the finals again, brings yeah. up the 2007 team that, you know, and, and so we, you start having conversations about the 07 team. And I, I was, I was having like a debate where I don't even know where I stand on this debate, but I was, I was arguing with someone. We were both like arguing both sides <laughs> against each other. That's the uh, best. was, how was Anderson Varejao good? Is basically the question because like in, in 2007, I would have said, of course he was. Are you kidding me? Like he's the third, fourth best player on an NBA finals team. That's very good. That's a great player. And then now, like as time has gone by, you look back on the 07 17, you're like, holy shit. Those guys were awful. Well,
1: my, my question would be, is Robin Lopez vastly superior to Anderson Verjao? And I would say yes.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs> Which is tough. It's tough to come back from that answer. And you're like, wow. But but the same thing like Ilgauskis, you know like that that's who LeBron's kicking out to Booby Gibson that's who's like the 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 help for, that he has at point guard you know Vadova and Booby Gibson I mean I think Booby's better but at the same time like th- these are not supreme stars we're talking about Mo Williams was an all star but that was a de facto all star that was like an Atlanta Hawk all star from when they were the number one seed in the East I
0: oh, know it was bad it was very it was, bad. It was very very in a bad. word
1: it was bad. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Proper Cloth. Mark Titus, finding a dress shirt that fits is nearly impossible. Something is always don't I know it. Yeah, don't you know it? Something is always off, be it the collar or the sleeves. Thankfully, ordering a custom-fit shirt has never been easier with Proper Cloth. At propercloth.com, you can easily create a custom-size shirt in seconds by answering 10 simple questions. Choose from over 20 collar styles, 10 cuff styles and 500 fabric styles from classic to business to casual. To completely customize your shirt and to get the style that you want. The team of proper cloth works with the best fabric producers from around the world and only buy fabrics that meet their highest quality expectations. Best of all, proper cloth guarantees a perfect fit, meaning that if somehow your shirt doesn't fit perfectly, they will remake it for free. Well, that's nice. whole process is risk-free and this is the future of shirts in the same way that LeBron James and the Golden State Warriors are the future of the of the NBA Finals for the foreseeable future, maybe forever until LeBron decides to leave. These shirts are made completely custom for you, and they're just starting at eighty dollars. Stop wearing shirts that don't fit. Start looking at ProperCloth.com/shining <coughs> <coughs> today. Enter code SHINING to get twenty dollars on your first shirt. Drop the bag, ProperCloth.
0: Does the Rockets do, do the Rockets going 7 for 44 in the most important game in, it, yes. in what? 20 and over in the last two decades in their franchise. My question to you is does this say anything about like their approach to basketball? Do do you feel like no. they need to change, you know, or, or is this just who we thought they were, like you said? I think Do, th- do you think like Dan- if you're if you're a Rockets fan are you saying enough of this three-point bullshit, it obviously is not working for us and the iso three-point bullshit. Like can we please fix something? Or are you just like, eh, it wasn't our day. Got to make shots. I we, think, we got the shots. We just didn't make them. I
1: it. think what's going to honestly happen is, well, it just depends on the direction there. But if they keep, you know, Maury ball and all that stuff, that there's no way that's going to change because they, they're all in on that, obviously. But if Akeem Olajuwon, who's there mentoring Clint Capella, who I thought Clint Capella was the difference in that series. What, what I learned in that game seven in the first half, I know the Rockets, I mean, threw it all away in the second half. But what I learned was, if you have a solid pick-and-roll like what they were doing with Harden and Capella, and you really hedge hard on defense on the Warriors, and you get in their grill, and you can keep that energy up, and you have depth. They only had seven guys on that team. But if you're like the Dallas Mavericks and you go get DeAndre Jordan and you try to do that Capella thing where you just basically pick-and-roll him to death, Kevin Durant does not want to have DeAndre Jordan just dunking on him or have to box out DeAndre Jordan every single time. You know what I mean? And I think... Some team is going to try to capitalize on that. I honestly thought the Spurs were going to be the team to do it. I mean, they may still, you know, be the team that does that. I I really, I Capella was so impressive in that game, and if I'm, I I could see someone like Elijah on because obviously everyone is biased toward their own position and what they did on the court. But I mean, if Elijah on were to go and say we need to really buy into this Capella pick and roll with Harden and have CP3 run that second unit and maybe get another wing, uh, you know, maybe even get a shooter like JJ Redick. You know what I mean, and just run it back and try again, but maybe lean more on Capella as much as we can in that series, because you know what it takes to be the Warriors. Now you took them to a game seven. You understand? I just hope they don't. Yeah. I hope they don't let Chris Paul leave, and I'm scared that might happen.
0: They're, I think they're gonna they're gonna do everything they can to get LeBron, or they not. I think LeBron's coming back. I, I wrote the article uh, the, the the thing I was talking about at the, at the top of the show about um, LeBron in Ohio. Part of what brought that on was that. I, the day it was published was Friday, which could have possibly been LeBron's last game in Ohio, um, as or last home game in Ohio, yeah. last last game in a Cavs uniform, all that kind of shit. Yeah, crazy. Uh, that's what that's what brought it on, and I and I like at the time, I sort of thought that that was what was going to happen. Like it, it just made a ton of sense that they that the I knew that I knew the Cavs were going to win Game Six. I thought they were going to go into Game Seven. LeBron was going to give it his all. It was not going to be enough. And that was, and then yeah. they were going to get bounced. Yeah. He was going to look around and be like, I've plateaued, and then he was going to leave. Right? It, it felt like the, I think he's coming like the Rockets coming back.
1: It was like what the Rockets did, basically. Like, had a great, like if LeBron yeah. came out in the first half and was just amazing, got him a big lead, and then slowly over time just kind of faltered as the, as the Celtics wore him down. That's what that's what it seemed like could happen.
0: I think he's coming back, though. I think LeBron is going to come back to Cleveland. I think, because he I like sh-
1: This should have proved to him that he can take anyone to the finals in the East, right? Why not?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think he I think he does care about all that, but I think the Rockets are still going to go ahead and give everything they have to get LeBron. And why would you not, right?
1: Would you go to the Rockets if you're LeBron? That's really the question. I mean,
0: I, I would I would if I was 26-year-old LeBron. Yeah. And That's how I feel too. Um, but 33-year-old like family man, been around the block, done it all, come back home, all that kind of stuff. I I, I generally think he does care about all that stuff. Uh not necessarily that he's from Akron, but just that like, it's it's not like I want to live close to where, I want to go to the restaurant I went to when I was seven years old for lunch every so often. It's not like that part of it. It's more of like, he really does, it, like his son is growing up in Northeast Ohio. And and I think there's like a part of him that looks at like kids growing up and is like, I, I owe it to these kids. these I owe it to my guy these kids to turn them into my guys. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think that I think that there's like a really strong thing with that regard. I don't necessarily think there's the bond. Um, maybe there is. Maybe there's not. I don't think like if he comes back for these purposes, it's going to be because I love the people that loved me when I was 15 years old and cheered for me and and no. you know no. It's th- th- there's none of that. It's more of like I understood how hard my childhood was growing up in Akron and and th- how unlikely it was that I that I could come out of this place. Mm-hmm. and become what i've become and i owe it to the the kids of Akron to give them opportunities i think that that's a genuine thing and and it, i i think that's why he's going to not not the only reason he's going to stay but um i think that shit matters so
1: and and, anyway. and and why leave like why broke it like it like you don't have to fix it right right now like you made it back to the you won yeah. the east you made it back to the finals like i think when he maybe mm-hmm. makes the leap is when he gets into that second phase of his career, the the 1999s of the Barclays, the Pippin, like those years where, you know, you're almost like what Carmelo's doing right now, where, I mean, the wrong word is like a mercenary, but basically you are a talented basketball player that's a little bit past your prime that maybe wants to go to a contender, like what Ray Allen did when he went to the Heat. Like LeBron may get to that, to that level, and honestly, if he goes to nine straight finals, eight straight finals, uh, you know, whatever it is, if he comes back next year and goes back to the finals again, regardless— and he decides to leave after that, I think he's pretty much... I mean, I, I would say he's cemented himself in Cleveland at this point. I don't think there's going to be people burning his jersey. I think he came he back, should... he made a promise that he wanted to win a championship for Cleveland, the city, and I think everyone thought that was laughable when he said that. And he did it.
0: It just becomes... The more the more you think about the current Cavs situation and how exhausted LeBron is and all that, the more it pisses me off that Kyrie Irving wanted to leave Cleveland. Well <laughs> Like, th- this would be the moment... Right, like right now, like literally right today, would be the moment that LeBron would be going to Kyrie and being like, "The team is yours. Like I can't carry. I'm. I'm a, I am absolutely exhausted. I need you to do all that. Like I'm going to still be a force, and I'm still obviously a really great player. But damn it, I need some help, and I need you to go get buckets for me. And I can't play 48 minutes anymore, and all that stuff. It was the like most. Everything Kyrie wanted yeah. was right in front of him. Tate. All he had to do was wait like one or two more years, and it was right in front of him. I mean, and now and now he's gonna be and now he's gonna be in Boston and have the exact same experience with Jason Tatum that he had with LeBron, <laughs> where Jason Tatum is like, "Did you not watch the playoffs last year? I'm the guy. <laughs> Give me the goddamn ball." <laughs> oh
1: man, it's, it's honestly it was one of the most Duke moves of Kyrie's career to do that. Honestly, looking back now, but it's also my last. You know, that's that's. Exactly what LeBron, when LeBron, like what he just did in Game 7, I don't know if he could have done that with Kyrie because everything was about him in that game. And I think that's why Kyrie wanted to leave.
0: It was fun, though, the uh, the two two or three weeks there uh, where it felt like anybody could make the finals. What's going to happen here? Ooh, I don't know. This is really interesting. I think we should stop this doing is, that. This is,
1: I think we should all just go into it and until it doesn't. I mean, this is four straight times. This is... I don't think this is—this has obviously never happened in the NBA, obviously. Uh, We learned that. But, I mean, I don't even know in professional sports when it's happened. I think there was—someone brought up, like, the 1950s in the NHL or something like that was the last time this happened. I mean, that's the—honestly, that's the most shocking part to me. As much as the only reason that I didn't believe it was going to happen was this little bit of— like in the back of your mind, you're like, that's so impossibly difficult to do four times in a row. You know, like th- that was the only yeah. that was the only little difference that you had. You're like, of course, LeBron's going to make it and win the East." of course, the Warriors are going to win the West. But then there was this little bit of doubt where you're like, there's it's really hard to make it four straight times. Like, you know, Michael didn't do it. You know, Shaq and Kobe didn't do it. I mean, it's it's I don't right. know. It, it's it's crazy.
0: No, uh, Michael didn't do it. Did hold he on? F- what you, would what'd you say? Did you slip that by? Did you say Michael Jordan never made four straight finals?
1: Well, he huh. had, he went to go play another sport. Uh, I don't I don't well, know yeah, if anyone yeah. else that's has right. ever seen that because you know some, that's what athletes and then, do. And then they, when they he do different things. And then
0: when he left the when he left the Bulls, the Bulls how many games did they win? Like like ten without Jordan? Well, that's they,
1: that's because Jordan whipped them into shape. Oh no, for the, five no, years. they made that. No, that's right. Jordan had taught him yeah, how yeah, to be right. champions. Yeah, that's right. They made this. He That's right. They made the
0: playoffs. That's right. They made the playoffs. They were scared to go to practice for Michael Jordan. That's right. No. That's what hey, happened. Yeah, but when LeBron when LeBron left the Cavs, they they also made the playoffs and were great. Those four years when LeBron was on the Heat, that's true. That's because so, Kyrie's no know. Jordan. Uh, <laughs> against all odds, it is. Speaking of against all odds with Cousin Sal, against all odds, that the Warriors and the Cavs are going to meet in the finals yet again. Who saw this coming? Um, who knew? I'm, I'm gonna say it. Wait, what? I think the Warriors and Cavs are gonna gonna play each other in the finals next year. Today. You heard <laughs> it here first. Yes. My my last bit of my last bit of playoffs, uh, my my last bit of finals, all that kind of stuff talk. It doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, that Steph Curry and Steve Steve Kerr have basically the exact same name. Can can I just bring this point up again? <laughs> Curry. Steph Curry, and Curry, Steve Kerr.
1: That would be their like Brangelina nickname. Just Curry, K E R R Y.
0: They basically have the exact same name, yeah. and if you if you said it really fast, it'd be like a a, 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 Carey, a Laurel Yanni situation. Yeah, it'd be a Laurel Yanni situation. If you said it really fast. That's kind of funny. the the, the best player in the coach. I'm saying he's the best player, by the way. I'm saying Curry is the best player on the. I know you don't have a problem with that, but
1: uh, but, but like Curry's what, the best what player. I, what I'm players. what I'm so blown away by is that. It's, you can't, we can't just keep flip flopping every year depending on who's basically leading the team. Because, like, last year, I think Curry was doing the same thing. He averaged like 28, 9, and 9 in the finals. And everyone's like, I think he's always been the best player on the watch. I'm like, the guy just averaged 28, 9, and 9. He almost had a triple double last night minus one rebound. And he probably had no idea he had nine rebounds because he's not going for 10. Okay. Since
0: you're the, you're, you're the Steph Curry whisperer, he famously uh, retweeted you one time. Um, So, obviously, you know him better than I love how that's like most. the way it
1: gets brought up. <laughs> a,
0: you obviously know like him better than most. That's the
1: saddest thing ever. If that was, if, the, if I die tomorrow, that would be some of that was brought up at my funeral. That makes me so sad.
0: Yeah, where where does that show up on your obituary? Nowhere. Like Hopefully nowhere. I have a lot more. <laughs> I,
1: someone should have asked me more questions at that point.
0: Uh, got a B-plus <laughs> in AFAM studies at North Carolina <laughs> when every other Person in the class got an A plus, B minus. Uh, also, Steph Curry. Oh, was it was a B. <laughs> got a B minus. B minus. Also, Steph Curry retweeted him. That's uh, Tate Frasier's life in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> On to the next. So one. back to the back to the question I was going to ask you. Uh, as the Steph Curry whisper, going into these NBA Finals, it's pretty obvious the Warriors. And I, I'm saying it's pretty obvious in an attempt to sort of reverse jinx this because I, I would love for the Cavs to make it competitive, but uh, it's pretty obvious that. The Warriors are going to steamroll the Cavs. So the question is, who is going to be the Finals MVP on the Warriors? And I say that to say, Tate Steph Curry has never won NBA Finals MVP. We all as know. the Steph Curry whisper. Yeah. Do you think, do you think he's hunting for this? Do you think there's a small part of his brain that's like, I, I, this, this has to be my Finals. I'm going for, like, I'm doing whatever it takes. I'm not letting Kevin Durant steal my thunder. I play on words there. I, um. I, again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh. Yeah. I think that's that's what he. Wanted. I think that's what he thought he did last year, and I think most people. And he still didn't get it. Yeah, Yeah. and he still didn't. Like I I honestly, I think he thought that he was going to win Finals MVP last year. And I remember saying I thought he was had a chance to get it, and people laughed in my face. And then uh, you know, it is what it is. But I, I think at this point, Durant had like his own journey that he was going through last year, and I think he had this almost personal vendetta. To prove that he could play with LeBron James at the highest level and go head to head, toe to toe with them, he did it. Right, we're done with that. And now Curry is the one. It's like in golf, you know, when someone hasn't won a major, every single time you start, you know, the Masters, the U.S. Open, or whatever it is, you you show Phil Mickelson before he wins the Masters and No. 4, and you're like, he's still chasing the that that green jack. You know what I mean? Right. It's like Steph is at that point where we're all just talking about it now because that's the thing to talk about. Because you know Durant's already done it. Uh, Clay's you know just kind of <laughs> more of an enigma that than anything in the world. Um, and no one's really like wants to give him any sort of awards or accolades.
0: Right. So I,
1: I, th- <laughs> I think, I think it is Curry's time. I think that 11 0 run in game seven, I think that really helped him as far as the, what people are thinking about in terms of him. Cause even going to the finals last year, everyone was like, you know, Steph just seems sort of lost out there. He's taking bad shots. Why is, why is Durant, you know, you know, not getting the ball more. And on the flip side this year, I think Durant takes the sh- takes a shot every single time he has the ball, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I-, I remember one distinct pass he made to Clay Thompson when they were down by 13 in that game in the, in the corner for a three. But every single other time, Durant sh- takes a shot. So for the people that tweet that at Durant, stop doing that because I can tell it's getting in his head. He shoots it every time. I don't know if you agree with yeah, me, but Z- I feel like he literally shoots it every time.
0: He- I do. Well, Z- Z- Zach Lowe brought up like the simplest point on Simmons Pod when I was listening to those guys. Uh, it was so simple, but it was like, it, it, I realized that I fall victim to this. He's about how Durant makes it look so easy when he he he's posting up like 15 feet turn face kind of jab step and just rises up and he's seven feet tall and can hit that shot whenever. And, and you get to, and I was I, I about fall victim to it here. He gets that shot whenever he wants and you're like, oh my God, who can possibly stop Kevin Durant? But that's only because you remember the shots that he makes. Yeah. And when he does it and when he's making it, you're like, holy shit, who could ever stop this guy? but then when he's like just clanking it off the backboard and it's not even hitting the rim and he's doing that over and over and over you're like wait a second cuz are, are, are we sure this is the it, shot we want it, and it's
1: not a great shot and i think the the thing that i saw in the first half was he looked like he was doing what he did in OKC which is i'm in a game 7 i have to win this game right like that i feel like that's yeah. sort of like what happens when duran is not that you know great all-star is when it's, he does like kind of put like it on he watched, himself yeah
0: it's like you watched LeBron the night before and yes. was like, oh, I got to I gotta do yes. the same thing tomorrow night. And it's like, no, you don't. You no. have three po- probable Hall of Famers surrounding you. You
1: have three. <laughs> fu- you literally have three Hall of Famers, maybe a fourth on the bench in Iguodala, obviously not playing in that game. But I mean, that's who's surrounding you. And the only way they all work is if you work as a unit and you're all a threat. That's why it matters. And when, I don't know, I saw Draymond a couple of times. Grab him after when he did good stuff to kind of just get in his head. I mean, one of the it reminds me a lot of Rashad McCants when he was at UNC. I know you're going to laugh at me for bringing up Rashad McCants, but when
0: no, when, do. when
1: when McCants was on that 05 team, they basically were an amazing team, right? Obviously, had all this talent, but they had to get Rashad McCants involved in the game, or he was going to be completely disengaged and have a bad attitude. So what they did was they tried mm-hmm. to get him like easy buckets early, like a nice little layup on a back cut, or maybe get him set a, you know come up set a screen for him, maybe get him an open shot you know at the free throw line, whatever it may be, and just to get him engaged in the game. And if it, it felt like Durant was having that same sort of thing in the first half, where like Curry came over and hit him a couple times, and Draymond was coming over to him, it was like he'd almost spooked himself out. And then the second half, they, they go Curry says they don't even talk to each other in the locker room. Nobody, everyone was silent because they felt like they were fine. And then they come out and they just run, train, and and win the game easily. And that's why this Warriors team, as great as LeBron is, and I'm so amazed by LeBron, I still feel the same way about that Warriors team because that first half, I don't know how. I mean, I'm like, there's no, I don't even, I don't know if they're going to win this game. You know, they look horrible. They look like a a desperate team that doesn't even know what they're doing and don't like each other. And then they just go in the second half and turn it on.
0: Remember how Rashad McCants had a. Uh what was it born to be hated on one arm <laughs> tattooed on one arm and then dying to be loved on the other arm.
1: I think I believe he still does. That's how tattoos work.
0: I I I, I, would, I would assume he still does, but uh that was always fun. My favorite Rashad I, McCann
1: uh, story uh is that he threw a ball at Matt Darty one time and hit him in the back of the head and said, "And what?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> the head coach. Uh Oh, for the, uh, speaking of MVP, one last question and then we'll, uh, there's some college basketball stuff we have to uh, talk about.
1: We're going to talk about Um, Marcus Evans and VCU, right?
0: Yeah. That was a deep cut for the college basketball fans who are probably upset right now. We're going to do 30 minutes on that. Um, (laughs) speaking of, speaking of finals MVP, uh, how do we feel about the NBA MVP? How do we feel that James Harden is going to win NBA MVP? I think, um, I, I know, I know, the, I know. The follow-up point is that it's a regular season award, so, so I'm not annoying. saying he should not win. Yeah. My question is, do we need to change something about the system because the NBA has a Jalen Brunson situation on their hands? Dave. <laughs> We've got a Brunson. It, it's become we, have, we we have a Brunson. Like this is the this is the year of basketball 2017-18. You realize this? <laughs> like when people look back on this year, they're gonna be like, that was the year of Jalen Brunson and James Harden. The, the answer is no, they're not. They're not going to do that. No one's no, going to do they're that. No say, be like, what that was a, what a great
1: year for Jalen Brunson and James Harden. Uh, I find it very strange, but I have heard the argument that basically if you do change it, where I mean, if they change the award where the MVP is basically awarded uh, on, on everything, like wait to the end. If we're going to wait for the award show anyway, just wait to the end of the season and then give out the award, LeBron probably would have won... I mean, definitely probably would have won in 2016. Obviously would have won in 2016, probably would win this year just based on what he did in the conference finals, no matter what happens in the finals. So um, I think it would be smart, but I think it also changes the precedent and the history and being able to compare. But then I'm also saying to myself, I'm pretty tired of everyone comparing everything from different eras. So maybe we should change it. Yeah, who cares anyway? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I mean, what
0: a terrible like. We
1: all know what happened. We all know who was great. Akeem Olajuwon was amazing. Shaquille O'Neal, what a what a beast down low. Yeah, we get it. Like we understand. But but maybe if we change this award, this is the first step toward progress where we just talk about what's actually happening in, in, in front of us without this whole. And even I love history. We both love history and talking well, about that stuff. But it's been so worn thin at this point that just change the award. Don't let yeah, us compare the, it th-
0: th- as it currently stands. There's there's a dead period of. Uh, of, of action in NBA in, in which no one is playing for an award in the sense that like the, the, the NBA MVP is a regular season award and that all makes sense and, and maybe there should be a regular season MVP and I think James Harden should win it given what he did this year yeah. and how good the team was in the regular season all that I don't think any of those things are wrong but then there's this dead period where like we also have the NBA Finals MVP so now Starting on Thursday, whoever's the best player from Thursday till the end of the season will get a trophy. But what about this run from the start of the playoffs till now, which has been completely dominated by LeBron? But even if it wasn't LeBron, it, it would probably not be James Harden. It would probably be who Durant, or yeah. Jason Tatum. I, yeah. you know, there there probably be somebody else. Um, I don't know. It's it's very strange because, like you said, like to me the MVP and and we do this now is like you look back on who won the MVP. And you kind of your, – your your brain, at least, immediately says that was like the, the year – well, I mean, obviously you think they're, they were the best player that year, but you think like that was the stretch that they owned or whatever. And you think like – you look back on – like if I – I don't even know who won the MVP in 1971, but if I look back on it, I'd be like, man, that guy must have been nasty. just the king of that season. <laughs> yeah. He must have been the best player that season. Yeah. And it's so weird that you're sitting here now and you realize, <laughs> oh, wait, maybe that's not actually how it works. Mm-hmm. Maybe the MVP isn't actually the best player and, in the NBA at that current point in time.
1: And as we're saying this, I know everyone's probably sitting, you know, knowing that we're in the Bill Simmons universe. Thinking, well, Bill wrote a book on it, dumbass. Um, I understand that. That's that's that was a great that was a great idea, and he did write a book. But uh, <laughs> we we get that. But we're just saying for we should right do now, Simmons, just 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 maybe we can fix this. Maybe we're the maybe we can figure it out. You know, for for a greater future of college basketball and basketball at large discussions.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Because uh, as it currently stands, Jalen Brunson and uh, James Harden are going to be. The
1: hey, did you see Brunson as a, is a Cubs it? fed? Like, you and Jalen Brunson pull for the exact same team.
0: I'm down with that. I like Jalen Brunson. <laughs> I've always liked Jalen Brunson. I thought you were going to be upset by that. don't this. think he's the best player on Villanova. Yeah, I think he. I, I've always liked Jalen. If, if you're asking me Jalen Brunson or Luka Doncic, I mean, it's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Brunson all day. Top pick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's do, let's talk about some college basketball stuff. Speaking of speaking of Jalen Brunson, yeah. Um, and I want to start here. Luke May is back. Yes. Your thoughts?
1: My thoughts are great. I mean, obviously Luke May. Uh, I mean you you said you said it perfectly. You know, he tested the waters. The waters laughed at him. Uh, probably cackled back in his face, and then he just came back to Chapel Hill. I think he actually went to South Africa on a trip. Um, And I saw some photos of him, like, one-handed dunking on kids in in South Africa, and that got got me very excited. And I don't know. I've seen a lot of good news out of the Luke May camp. It seems like uh, the Hornets obviously gave him a nice second-round grade that wasn't enough to keep Luke and Tyson the trap, <laughs> and he uh, he came back. I mean, I'm happy for him. I, I honestly, there's a lot of guys that are coming back that are good for college basketball. I mean, Hule, Robbie Hule from the Hurricanes, Miami Hurricanes, pulled out of the draft. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. Torin Dorn, uh, Kyle's Kyle's favorite guy, Kyle's guy. If you remember that from earlier in the year, yep. Torin Dorn pulled out of the draft, going back to NC State, and Fernando Bruno Fernando out of Maryland, also coming back. So I, I thought. Jalen
0: Hudson just announced today he's coming did back to really? Florida. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really good.
1: See, I, I think that's good he's, he's for one college of best basketball players. that they are testing the waters because then it lets everyone know that, hey, we have talented guys that, I mean, probably could go to the NBA but just want to improve their stock and make sure they get a guaranteed contract, and then it makes college basketball better.
0: And we also, on and along with those guys, we have Luke May. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: messed up. Luke May, uh, Luke May the, is going to be wedding threes and throwing Kevin Love outlet passes right in your face and the only thing that will is, stop him is a concussion.
0: Is Luke May going to be is Luke May one of the best returning players in college basketball? I think he's got to be like I, like is he going to be a preseason yeah, All-American? He's
1: absolutely preseason All-American at the 4. I that's, I, I mean that's that is insane. And I know that everyone's going to be like, can you believe a walk-on went to be, priest? <laughs> season All-American? And to that I say, <laughs> he was never a walk-on. I know he looks like a walk-on, but he's not a walk-on. And please do not disrespect the great Luke May. Who needs one and done when you have times. Luke May? That's what I learned.
0: The life and times of Luke May. Um, <laughs> He should get a, a series. Also, they should just follow Luke May around. He is really the most interesting you see person. The, did you see the Sports Illustrated report that... uh Apparently, Christian Dawkins is oh, yes. was entrapped by the FBI. <laughs> there were like there were like two big takeaways from the FBI scandal that won't ever go away. Yes. And God, I hope it doesn't. One was that basically Christian Dawkins was entrapped. Yeah. Um. And and was at least like that's the way they sort of framed the story. Was like he was just trying to start his. I forget, what was this company called Lloyd? Like Ella White, live out your dreams. Yeah, live out like your that.
1: dreams. I think was what it was. It was like a knockoff. So he's just trying to email. start. Some, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's just trying to start some, like, hokey, inspirational company <laughs> thing. Know, like, who the hell knows what it is? It's
1: called a shell company.
0: It's, it's money laundering front. Yeah, yeah yes. there it is. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm doing it actually laundry uh, places where they actually have to buy something to have a product at least. But the, he was just doing it out of an office that he rented at a WeWork.
0: <laughs> he starts one of those and uh, uh, and then he, he's getting like no clients whatsoever yeah. and then the FBI agent comes to him and is like hey I want to we're going to set you up we're going to give you all this money and I want you to land guys for me <laughs> and then that's what like that's what like started this whole thing yeah and then that same FBI agent was taking government funds and spending them on and this is my favorite this was my favorite part of this news story uh, he was spending them on quote gambling food and beverages yeah was 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 the phrase they used? Gambling, food, and beverages. Um, Just going to Las Vegas,
1: b- gambling, drinking, having a good old time with government money, basically.
0: But like food, food and beverages is so funny. Like what <laughs> what, what what does that mean? I don't mean anything. How, mu-
1: he- how much food? How many beverages?
0: He's going to Chipotle and getting guac with a large soda. No, and, it, or is
1: <laughs> it has to be a large amount for it to be like trying to collect on something that's food and be- like it had to be a lot of food and beverages at that point. You know, no one's coming to collect he, on two hundred and fifty dollars worth of food and beverages, but we're we're talking in the thousands. That's he's going
0: to Walmart and getting boxes of Capri Sun and Lunchables <laughs> and like food. You're misappropriating these government Wheaties. Funds. Um. But anyway, the whole FBI thing, the thing you and I basically built our entire brand around. Yes. Uh is is now crumbling. Is it's falling apart. And I don't know if this is good for us or not. Um well, it's good in the sense that <laughs> yeah, it's good that it it's creating continue. more of this drama. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It it, it it is the FBI scan Is this good for like basically what you and I are cheering for is that this scandal just never ends yeah. and it just goes on forever and there's always more information coming out. Um and i'm worried that this is going to like end it and basically it's going to go to court or whatever whatever the equivalent is where you don't actually go to court and you just kind of arbitrate it i don't know i don't know how the legal system works yeah. they're going to go like sort all this shit out and they're basically the prosecutor is going to be like man our uh, our guy who was buying food and beverages really fucked this up we have no case anymore and then everything's going to go away and that would be that would be disastrous for us be, I don't want that to happen. It
1: would be very disastrous, but I think it's also one of those things where it just means that there's more to come in the future, you know. This is just the first sting operation that did not go down right. The the problem was, right, that when they did the sting operation in DC at the whatever hotel it was, the main FBI operative that was running the case, whatever what was his uh His name was Jeff D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah. It was like (laughs) D'Angelo Vickers. It was the most ridiculous name the whole time. All I see in my head is D'Angelo Vickers as the one that's running this FBI case, like just sitting in bars, just like chugging beers, like yelling, being obnoxious, like just the perfect person for this. And he's out, he's not even there when they do this. And that's when all the questions came out. And I love that there's just more and more breaking stories with this. You know, every that's like Yahoo breaks the first one, and now SI does this one, and then you know the Times uh-huh. will have some news story about how you know Draymond Green knew all about it, and <laughs> it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll just continue to play out. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's the best part of the bag dropping is that it's just clues everywhere. You know, it's just like Scooby Snacks; they're just all around, just getting dropped, and we can connect the dots. We can come up with our own theories. But they, at the end of the day, you know this cost Rick Bettino his job, and we should never forget mm. that.
0: H- hate to see that. Hate to Thoughts see that. To Thoughts up, and to prayers Rick.
1: to the one-eyed monster.
0: Hey, think it, speaking of connecting dots, connect these dots for me. Yeah. I saw a Bruin report online. Um, the it's the 24 twenty-four-seven sports v- v- UCLA version of that. <laughs> okay, two-four-seven. Four yep, yeah. Yeah, two-four-seven. Whatever it it's used called. To work yeah, there. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that should tell you kind of the credibility <laughs> yeah, exactly. of that uh, the, yeah so, that brought it down <laughs> uh, so Bruin Report Online publishes this story that basically says UCLA is going to lose all four guys that they were counting on having and these are the four names Chris Wilkes who is currently in the NBA draft yep. he is expected to stay in the NBA draft yes Jalen Hands. Uh, the other great Chris Wilkes and Jalen hands were the two great freshmen on UCLA last year. Jalen hands has also put his name in the draft. He's reportedly 50 50 on whether he stays in the draft. Yep. Cody, Cody Riley, who uh, you know him as one of those guys who wasn't LeVar Ball's son who got arrested in China for <laughs> shoplifting. Um, that guy, one of those guys, he is apparently not going to return to UCLA because he's academically ineligible and he, he, he—that's shocking. I know that a guy that steals purses from Chinese <laughs> merchants, <laughs> steals yeah. sunglasses from Chinese <laughs> malls, uh, could not get his grades. But that seems to be the story. So, and then on top of that, Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son, yeah. who was committed to Arizona, mm-hmm. um, beautifully used the uh, Sean Miller—the the, the, like twelve-hour window of where everyone thought Sean Miller was yeah. going to get beheaded. Great recruiting by Spike.
1: Yeah, got on, got right on the phone.
0: Sharif O'Neal slips out the back door, commits to UCLA. And now is reportedly not going to qualify academically for UCLA this year. Um, so UCLA is in danger of losing all four of those guys. And I just wanted to bring that. I was. I just wanted to uh, to basically put that out to the world and, and shine more of a spotlight on that story because uh, that's interesting. Yeah. it's, it's <laughs> un- really all I'm going to say about it, that. It's, that's, a, that's it's honestly
1: unbelievable. I mean, I, I feel like Chris Wilkes got – someone gave Chris Wilkes a first-round grade. And if I had to guess, it was the Indiana Pacers because that sounds like something they would mm. do. Um, for someone like Chris Wilkes from Indiana and has all the upside in the world. I also would say this about that uh, with this whole situation. LeVar Ball has a basketball league starting. And how hilarious would it be if LeVar, Levar Ball Ooh. has Sharif O'Neal, Cody Riley. Who's the who's the other one? Jalen, uh, Jalen, Hill. Uh. Jalen Hill. Jalen Hill. Jalen Hill. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Jalen yeah, Hill is the other one right. that got sure. in trouble with uh with uh with LeAngelo. And if he has LeAngelo, you know, working out for the draft maybe plays in the the league. The league is over the summer and they've recruited all these people to try like they they flew out to like see Kobe White to try to get him to play. They if they get the UCLA, st- you know, four of the five starters to Their play. Their entire team. Yeah, yeah, they, and they just wear UCLA blue and all the colors and they just and say Thomas Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> How about this Bryce Alford? Bryce Alford runs point.
0: Did Thomas Walsh out there picking and popping, hitting baseline 15 footers?
1: <laughs> I think that would be the best revenge ever for LeVar Ball if he basically just takes the UCLA team into his own league.
0: Uh so but the reason I guess here's the reason I brought it up. I think subconsciously, I didn't even I didn't even connect these dots until now. The reason I bring this up is because um as you may have heard, Steve Alford, not exactly a popular guy in Westwood. No, uh, we saw it. If 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 he was to be relieved of his duties, I don't think the UCLA fans, that of which there are about twelve to fifteen. Yes. I don't think that they would care. I don't think the UCLA lady who bought yeah three UCLA rows lady of UCLA lady tickets,
1: definitely does not care. She just wants you not to sit in front of her. I don't think she would mind. Costs.
0: And the number one name that is going to pop up, Tate, when the Steve Alfer, if if Steve Alford loses his job, must yes. the must bus. Yes, which I don't know if you've been paying attention to this. The must bus is
1: just recruiting. Is
0: running full steam ahead right now, <laughs> yeah. like. Eric Musselman has secured. He, he's got a clear cap space. He's got to figure out a way to clear some cap space because every single story I see is about how Nevada got a guy to come back. They got a transfer, or they landed like a five-star recruit. I'm thinking like they have to have like 26 guys on the roster at this point. Yes, and, and the Martin twins still haven't decided if they're coming no, they're, back or they're not. They're still. 50-50. I don't. I don't understand how this is going to work. I don't understand how this is going to work if they decide to come well, back. But th- here's how it's going to work. Nevada basketball's here.
1: Nevada. Yeah, they're here, and they're also going to be ranked top 10. And they're plus 5,000 to win the title.
0: Oh, shit. That's actually...
1: Plus 5,000. So if you were one of those people that like to bet on long odds and you believe in the the upset... If you believe in UNLV, the running rebels, like Eric Musselman is building at Nevada right now with all these transfers and former five stars that somehow slipped through the cracks. uh, I mean, by the end of this, Sharif O'Neal might end up on Nevada. But plus 5,000 odds (laughs) on Nevada.
0: Holy yes! Please, I, I we got to figure this out. I need to do this because they, they're going to be a top ten team, and if if the Martin twins come back, they might be like top five.
1: We can't be talking about gambling, even though it is legal and it's up to the states now. We're not in New Jersey. Uh, my biggest thing with the legal gambling is to watch Rutgers basketball.
0: Yeah, we talked about this on the last pod.
1: I know. I'm just saying that's that's just throwing it. We're hmm. talking about gambling. I'm just throwing it out there again. Watch Rutgers basketball. I don't know. I don't know what they're on. You got
0: you got you're uh be careful, dude. The more you start talking about this, the more you're you're giving off the vibe that you know something. (laughs) 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 So yeah, T you already said that. You're gonna be saying this the next like five pods you're like, folks, I'm telling you, watch Rutgers. Like, yeah, we get it. Why do you keep saying when (laughs) you say
1: save the crew, I just say watch out for Rutgers. Watch out for Rutgers.
0: Um, all right, anything else before we go? Uh no. I,
1: I just I will say this. Uh with everything that's going on, I'm I'm happy that we have the finals to watch because it, it is the perfect back and forth of basketball to watch. This Warriors team basketball play LeBron. I know we joke about how, how given it was, but yeah. it, it is gonna be fun. And and I I think everyone think LeBron's gonna get swept or something. I don't I don't think that's possible. I think it has to go to six games. No. At
0: least, yeah, he's definitely gonna win. He's definitely gonna win one game because the Warriors uh, want to conserve energy and win at home. Yes, I agree. yes. Um, it, it, otherwise, it's gonna be a great series. Can LeBron <laughs> uh, come within 26 points of the Warriors? I don't know, folks. That's what we're Tune all, in to find out. Next, we're all exci- we're all excited to find find that out. Um, I want to before we leave, I want to give a shout out to Marvin Bagley. Mm. Uh, graduated high from school. high school yeah. over this past week. Uh finally got his high school diploma. That's exciting.
1: <laughs> Has anyone ever retroactively graduated from high school after spending a year at college? First could like other than the First. smart guy, Taj Maori, that's probably the only person that's ever gone back to high school to graduate.
0: He's a smart guy. Smart guy. Smart guy. Smart guy. Does this make him ineligible for the draft? You can't go straight from high school, Tate. To... <laughs> Marvin Bagley is—he just graduated from high school. Is he allowed now to go play in the NBA? Maybe that's why he's know. not the
1: number one pick. Everyone's not sure about his eligibility. Ooh, That's a good point.
0: First, first player ever to uh to leave high school, get into Duke,
1: <laughs> then then return. <laughs> he's like the Jesus it, of high Duke, school basketball. He resurrected at high, at the high school basketball gym and was able to graduate.
0: He's got his, he's like already got his medical, he didn't have his undergrad from Duke yet, but he's already got like a medical <laughs> degree from Duke. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Marvin Bagley, I had a dream last night that um I parlayed. So th- this was a very vivid dream. It was one of those dreams where I, I like woke up and I honestly, it took me like 10 minutes to figure out if I if if it was a dream or if like it was reality. I was in a very deep sleep. I, it was, this was the last night. I had a dream that we I, we coached at, at Chicago State. We had a great year. We won seven yeah. games. It was unbelievable. They great. had a parade for us. Uh, very successful debut. And then I immediately get a call from Bill Self asking me to be an assistant on his staff. And I had a dream that I took the job at Kansas and they were paying me like 600 grand a year to be an assistant on the Can- I don't know why Kansas. I, I can't answer that. It was just, that was, that was what my brain told me last night as I was sleeping. Uh, I became an assistant coach at Kansas for Bill Self. Mm. And the, the one thing I remember about this dream is that there was a moment in, in the coaches meeting where they were trying to recruit a guy and they couldn't figure out like how to get him eligible. And I said, just reclassify him. And like the entire room like turned and looked at me like I had just cured cancer. And they were like, Holy shit, what do you mean? And I was like, Yeah, just reclassify him. And I just kept saying that over and over. (laughs) And then I became like a genius. And yeah, I don't know. That was my dream. Like I I dreamed that I was the guy who invented reclassifying players (laughs) for college basketball. (laughs) And like I became rich and famous for it.
1: (laughs) Wait a tick. What do you mean? Just reclassify. Uh, Just reclassify. The the Dawkins method. Just reclassify
0: we should go to, can we go to summer league and uh i got an idea we, we we can say it's for for content it's for the for it's on brand for us for the pod yeah uh it, have the ringer that's what have we always pay for us to go to summer league yeah exactly we're going to summer league right for the pod and then uh have them give us a bunch of money and then uh just as a little bit as a goof we misappropriate those funds with gambling food and beverages oh wow mm. cool. that's a great idea isn't it and then like and then we we blow all the money, and then they get. And then Simmons is like, "Why the hell did you spend all this money?" And we're like, uh, "It was a bit. It was a goof. Yeah, we were, you know, the FBI thing. We needed to see what fun. the
1: FBI was up to. We had to live it out. Yeah, you have to experience it to yeah. talk about it.
0: It's called Gonzo journalism. Yes. You get in there and you yes. do it yourself. We, and you, you report back. Yeah.
1: It's, it, yeah that's look, awesome. fear and loathing. Yeah. This is our journey.
0: What class are you in? Class. The fuck do you mean? NBA Finals. They're here. We'll be back next week, breaking it all down, talking about the Cavs and Warriors. What's going to happen, folks? I have no idea. You have no idea. None of us have any idea what could possibly happen. We've never seen this before in the NBA ever, so uh, there's no telling. We're excited to see what happens. We will be back next week to talk about it all. Until then, save the crew, and also watch out for Rutgers basketball when gambling becomes legal. Yes. today's show again was brought to you by proper cloth the leader in men's custom shirts if you are having trouble finding shirts that fit if you're like me if you have a a misshapen body like i do uh just go to propercloth.com ordering custom shirts has never been easier create your custom shirt by answering 10 easy questions question one do you have a misshapen body tape Frazier? yes (laughs) that should be question one (laughs) wait a second
1: what (laughs) who is this
0: uh, shirts start at just $80 and are delivered in just two weeks perfect fit is guaranteed if a shirt does not fit your misshapen body they will remake it for free the whole process is risk-free you have nothing to lose if it's not exactly what you want just tell them they will make it exactly how you want it for premium quality perfect fitting shirts visit propercloth.com shining and use gift code shining for $20 off your first custom shirt today